Sarah, thank you so much for being here. Lovely to meet you. Nice to meet you. So we're going to be talking about something which is uh, quite sort of apt and I guess sort of like time appropriate. Uh, we're coming up to crazy season with Christmas um, and we're going to be talking about corporate events, which obviously happen all year, but I feel like yeah. there's probably going to be quite a lot around this time, isn't there? Oh, this is this is the build up. This is the the crazy time now, um, where you're trying to fill your venues and get the last stragglers in, and and then you've got to deliver it in, in a few weeks' time. <laughs> yeah, and I guess it's I guess it's the time where like competitions at its highest as well, isn't it? Oh, it, oh it's trying to get definitely. Them. And again, the um, people's budgets are lower. Their boss is going. We're only giving you twenty quid towards your meal. You know, the free for all has gone. Um, the, the large private hires are still there, but a lot of them are coming to me like we've just got an internal budget of £40 a head. We've just got this. So venues are slugging it out to try and make as most money as they can, but also be price sensitive to, to land the booking as well. Yeah, awesome. Okay, so just before we get into it, uh, Tara, just give us sort of like a minute or two, if you wouldn't mind, on who you are, your background and kind of, you know, why you've come on to talk about this for us. Um, okay, so I've been in hospitality since I was 18 and started off working in an old man's pub and then basically we did all, all the roles that you could think of, like, um, you know, more operation side. So like, you know, uh, manager, I even did general manager, I even did pot wash for a day, they put me back out of the kitchen, I was terrible at that, wet the floor. And then um, the sales role came, wasn't a thing in restaurants, it just wasn't a thing till about until about 09 so that's when I started to focus on sales and making restaurants busy then I was like area sales for Stonegate looking after all the venues and then basically worked for all the biggest brands in the UK to make them as busy as possible opening new sites working in the sites training sales managers getting the sales in and building my network basically and then five years ago uh, well five years in Feb I was like I want something a bit more family focused because these jobs they're great but you're on site you're there um and um I went freelance so basically I'm a connector so I connect people into venues so if you're a corporate business um or anyone that wants to take a booking I'll put you into venues or if you are a product to do with hospitality drinks food tech for example I'll introduce you to the venue so basically I'm a connector nice superb so the thing which really interests me when we had our conversation a couple of weeks ago sort of like prepping for this was you know in line with this podcast we're trying to sort of dig into one tactic really or something which is quite kind of specific that somebody can take away and obviously getting yourself set up for corporate bookings is a really big topic and when I asked you what can we talk about that is quite defined you said people dealing with inquiries better mm. um, in order to get more bookings I thought that was really interesting because it's it's something which you would think is the easiest part of the funnel it, you know if you if, yeah. I, if I was to if I was to set your mission to go and get loads of corporate bookings you would think dealing with inquiries should be the thing which you I guess would deal with the best and I guess should be the easiest thing for you so just just start by qualifying the problem for us and just tell us like what are you seeing at the moment out there which is not being done so well how are you seeing it done you know fairly poorly well, I just don't understand why they're not harnessing the power of the corporate event. It's okay to say, I want these sales, I want my venue busy, let's target the corporates, but then they're just not able to deliver it from inquiry stage to end the booking. So, for example, that they aren't looking after the basics. The corporates are time poor. So they're emailing you, they're emailing six or ten other restaurants in the city, they need to know. Um, and you, they are either getting venues not getting back to me, getting back to me when it's far too late and the booking's gone, or they when they are, they are 
not looking at an inquiry properly. I'm going, but you can't do a hundred person sit down in your venue. <laughs> you know, it's just wasting everyone's time. So they need to be more strategic in what they're handling. Um, and they're just they're not like I just said to you before. Um, I'm dealing with uh, a lot, quite a lot of high value bookings at the moment for December. A lot of them are buyouts from twelve grand upwards, and they're not. If a sales manager's not there because they're working on Saturday, great. Just let me know. They're not letting me know on email that they're out of office. They're not saying I don't work on a Tuesday, but my general manager can pick it up. So that's vital time that you're losing out on your business because you're not picking stuff up. And um, I think they, sh- you know, they should be looking through their inbox and going, what's important? What's high value? What's low value? Is it table of tea? Great, we can confirm that. Can we do that on auto confirm and and remove that and just deal with the big stuff? And then. Yeah, then we'll talk about set for success. So basically, they're just not replying. They're not seeing the urgency and they're not replying correctly with the right, you know, I'm fine, it's 10 emails in. I'm like, do you do this menu or not? <laughs> so I guess it's like a big part of it sounds like it's organization. Um, uh-huh. And then another part of it is probably like prioritization. Yeah. Um, which I guess you, you use that word strategic, which... yeah. Um, sounds like maybe some some venues could just be a bit more strategic in what they're actually trying to to get into the venue. Yeah. Make sure that maybe they've got sort of like information and packs and all that, and you know somebody like a dedicated person that type of thing. Yeah. Um, I just want to clarify here because just in case people don't don't get that kind of your role, you're in it's kind of a unique position because you're almost seeing it from both sides because you're booking yes. corporate events in hospitality venues, but you are also hospitality yourself you're like yes. seeing the customer the customer's experience only, yeah. but you're understanding yeah. from the other side yeah and i know from working venues i know the deliveries come at the back door someone's called in sick you get pulled on the bar your computer's gone down and there's so many things get thrown in your way than if they were if you were sat in an office and i know that it's not like working in an office where you have the beauty of sitting down for it you just don't but i'm just saying is there a way of like you said automating it so it goes someone else can pick it up is there a way of just going in the morning picking up after lunch if you had to go on the floor or whatever and just go hi guys i have seen it all i promise you i'll get to you by six o'clock or just something to let the corporate you know know that you are going to get back to them it's kind of like you're just throwing them something for a minute and then they know rather than just thinking has this person left is this they out of office have they moved to dubai like everyone's moving where they gone like what's going on my booking and also when things are booked in, it's trying to confirm final things with them as well. That's what I'm finding. And I'm like, can you just let the client know because the booking's next week and <laughs> things like that. It's just, mm. yeah, being clear and concise and just updating it and just say to your GM, look, if you're going to make me do these extra tasks or the day's gone to hell, can, who can, we need people to be CC'd in so we're not missing anything, if mm. that makes sense. They need to work smarter. So when I think about people who this podcast might be useful for i think about some of our customers and some of the teams who work within within that business whether it's you know well let me go the other way i i i feel like a lot of people who listen to this and certainly a lot of our customers they are quite opportunistic when it comes to events so it might not Mm. be their focus all year yes and then when it comes to sort of the festive season or maybe the summer season or this type of thing they see an opportunity to get into the corporate market um but because it's not their focus it either becomes like second priority third priority or it's first priority and then something else will take over and they just kind of haven't like got the setup um, that they need to to do it is that kind of the problem that you you see a lot of time people dipping in 
Uh, yes, there is. There's a lot of smaller businesses that, that want it and they come to me. They're like, we want to do this, we want to do that, Matt, but you're not set up for it. And then the, yeah, well, I can't remember the point, but yes, that's what I'm seeing. They're not, or they're just not seeing the beauty of the corporate event. So the corporate event fill, outside of December fills your, your, your triad trading times, the golden Monday to Thursday. Lunch times in the city in Manchester anyway are really struggling. You've got certain venues that are always going to be busy at lunch and then certain venues that aren't. And venues that I've worked for personally that used to be hammered every Friday and are not. So the beauty of a corporate event is they've got a set budget. They'll come in on that day and they will fill your venues, like you said, out of the busy period. So it is a, it's a power that you need to harness outside of Christmas is the corporate market because they will be coming in your venues every week because they work in the city centre. And with corporates, if they like a venue, and especially the director likes it and the MD, they'll just keep coming back and back and back and back. If, remain, if the service remains the same, good, you know, and everything is remains in place, then, you know, you've, you've got repeat custom there as well, unlike your once-a-year Christmas booking. Mm. So it's a, it's a very important market because we know you about your Fridays, Saturdays, Sundays. That that's taken care of. We know that, but this is this is to fill your other your quiet tra- trading periods. Mm. So let's imagine we've got some operators who are listening then, and they're, maybe they're thinking about um, setting themselves up for corporate bookings. Let and yeah. let's use dealing with the actual inquiry as like the pivot or the centerpiece what should they be doing before so let's say that they're listening to this right now and they're thinking you know what we want we want some of this what should they be doing to to make sure that they can actually take these inquiries well so so to be set for success i'd have a sales toolkit ready for your venue and in it i'd have a venue brochure in it with enticing pictures venue spaces capacity sample menus packages and ideas of f&b costs so say the pa is booking it should go ah it's from £4 a head for canopies. Drinks packages are this much, etc. cetera. Um, know your minimum spends and costing for spaces on different dates as a baseline. So just say out of December, it might be 5K for that. Out of the, and um, able to check your GM, what you can do is sometimes being flexible, these spends can help you land the booking. Whereas the space might stay empty otherwise. And that's what I'm coming with the venues. You know, they get this for the space and that. Is it booked on that date? Would you rather have two grand or would you rather it's sat empty? Um, and I then the next day, so obviously you've got your venue toolkit that I've just, you know, your spends ready, things to send out to customers. But then I would have an email or booking system templates ready to fire off with all the venue information on that a guest needs to know. You can tweak for each inquiry. So smaller venues might not have booking systems because it's just not it's just not viable. So they might use open table or something, but at least they could have email templates in their banks. Design, larger venues will use like Design My Night in seven rooms so they can create their own templates and upload it. And they can tweet for each query. And I would have a dedicated sales res um, person looking after these bookings and, and doing the emails. And like I said, they need to be replying promptly where possible and really selling the space, like why it would work. Like, oh, our outdoor terrace is always booked by the clients. You can do this. And when you're going through the sales and bookings inquiry, even though it can be admin heavy, just need to make sure that they're, they're trained to spot the big bookings. And what, as I mentioned earlier, that are worth more money than just the table of two for that. Night. It's not just a table of two, but you can take care of that. You know, a host can confirm or them or auto confirm, and you're looking through and going, "What are these biggest bookings here?" And then picking them out and replying to them because that that's the one that's that, that's going to guarantee the more revenue, and it's a much more effective way to lock in a sale and not miss things. So yeah, basically, it's having your sales toolkit ready, with all your menus, your venue looking beautiful, pictures, your costings confirmed, or anything to say, 
that you know you know I've got a rough idea but always check me GM so you're not tied in you know you've quoted the wrong price and then having templates ready that you can fire off so that they've got instant cost straight away they can look at the menus get the feel and just put this as an idea and then we can follow up and then at least you've got something out to them so they can go ah I've got an idea of what this is going to cost because sometimes it is just down to cost and space when they've got to report back to their director or whoever they're organizing the event for and then what I'm seeing is and this has happened to me a few times in the city recently and it was something that I was always hot on when I worked in venues is it's great to get the booking in brilliant but are you delivering it well probably not um there was uh, I'm not going to name the venue but it was a certain venue where they'd promised a few things they'd taken the offer off they said they could do it then they were like we'll have x amount of stuff waiting for you, and you got to the venue you're waiting for the table no explanation why the things that you've asked for that you were promised that were going to be on the booking weren't there then the whole thing just felt it just it's not great is it you're not going to go back and that's corporate certainly won't go back so they've ordered 10 buckets of beer to be on the table and they get there they're not there someone's running around we've not got it in stock the area's messy they've not reserved it properly oh well, sorry someone's sat on your table now you know all these things make people not want to go back and there is a lot of competition so it's not only having being set for success in the inquiry stage you need to be set for success in the booking stage and then you need to deliver it so obviously I don't expect sales people to working the booking sometimes it might be but it's handing over to the GM and the team working at night right table 60 you know is there booking sheets is there however it is that they are getting what they've asked for because that's nothing worse than you get to the venue and nothing's ready for your event mm. or their staff are a bit rude or the food's not quite what you ordered and things like that so being mm. yeah basically it's the whole package it's the whole customer journey which I'm seeing is not happening and I do think there may be is, is training not happening or do they need to refresh or the right people not in the roles or uh, there is a disconnect at the moment I'm finding with the city centre venues. Hmm. One of the things which really struck me when you were talking was so this idea of of having like a um, almost like a, a product for your event so it's like a it's a set event almost you know where you can send out information you've got like a set drinks list you've got maybe got yeah. like set seat and plan or, or whatever you know it's set entertainment or whatever it might be um so that idea versus like a custom event and then where maybe that flexibility should come in like when when should you be flexible for somebody so let's say i'm a really really organized venue i've got like three options for a christmas event you come along tara and you say i've got you know what i don't know 30, 30 people or whatever it is and i send you those and you say they look great but they're not quite what i'm looking for i was just quite curious like when when should the venue be when should the venue be flexible on those or when should the venue say do you know what Actually, we just need to stick to those because otherwise things are going to get messy. <laughs> so I have been lucky to work with some fantastic GMs who were really, really flexible. So it would depend. Is it Christmas? So is it your two, three busiest Fridays? Are you going to be flexible? Probably not because they set prices, you set times, you're probably already booked. But is it a quieter day? So I would look at the, the date. Is it a quieter day in December? You know, the Christmas parties don't really happen past the 16th. So would we would we budge on price probably um it depends is it is it it depends if it's a budget or menu option but i would look at the day of the week and the sales for the week and go do you know what we're probably not going to get 6k on that night 
let's just have it in the bank. So it's entirely dependent on the week and the month and what kind of trading calendar it is. And a, a, a Friday night, a Friday night in August, yeah, you're going to take a much lower minimum spend for a private hiring event because the the summer in the city are not busy. If that makes sense, so it, it's entire a venue should be flexible outside of time so when they know they're guaranteed to take that money so Saturday night if you're guaranteed that spend you're not going to start messing around really mm. so it's just knowing your venue knowing your trading times and knowing what you can run the event for and what you know where you're not working at a loss but you still got guaranteed revenue in the bank so one venue that we opened uh, um, for a company just wasn't busy on the Monday Tuesday so I would take like a 4k wine tasting um, buyout on a Monday because I knew I wasn't going to get four grand on a Monday night so mm. that makes sense Mm, yeah yeah so it's kind of it, it's a balancing act really isn't it of, it is and having really good there. gms and, re- and really good ops if they um or the owners who who can work with you and go do you know what we can do it for that actually because we wouldn't take that anyway um uh or exactly it's entirely venue dependent but i think every venue should be like that i don't mm. think they should be turning anything away unless it's guaranteed they're gonna sell it mm. yeah yeah and I guess it, that comes down to like knowing your numbers, doesn't it? Like, you know, yeah. you've got to really be in tune with yeah. your numbers, especially at times like Christmas where it can be quite hard to forecast, can't it? Oh, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> um, yeah. And it's just, it's, but, but that's where I'm having venues where they're like, well, this is what we, we charge. I'm like, yeah, but would you rather fill it or would you rather, I know that you're not going to be, you know, busy on that date. That's frustrating as well. Um, yeah. why, why are they doing it? <laughs> so, can you share any um any i guess like examples of where people have done this really well or companies who uh, you've seen do this really well and then some of the results that they've had yeah, so a couple of people I deal with a lot at different ends of the venue spectrum, but both do a very good and consistent job. Um, and they personally provide me what I need with correctly and promptly. Um, I'm actually going to name it, but I deal with Carly Tyrrell a lot from the Hilton on Deansgate. Um, she just can't do enough for me. She knows the venue spaces inside out. It's great to work with. Um, it was like a corporate private hire I did for a law firm she was like for the show around she was like she, she need a parking pass I'll meet her down the lobby these are all the co-, you know just knew everything knows everything about a venue you know if I go can we do this corporate wine taste she go can't do it for that on this night but I can do it for this and it's just it's it's just never a worry yes the Hilton is a big brand and she will have been trained and but she's just consistently brilliant uh, job and never need to have worry um and then also we've got the northern um hospitality limited they operate four venues in the northern quarter and, and danielle mcgarry they're a lot smaller group but she is totally on it she gets back to me of prices whatever the event and i booked quite a few things in at the fitzgerald with her which is one of their venues northern quarter because she just knows the venues really well and she'll just get back to you promptly and go this is what we can do these are the costs and they're just brilliant to deal with and the clients always have a good time they just don't need to worry you know, like if something wouldn't work, she would go, no, that won't work in here. It, you know, there's no lighting, there's this, there's that. So they're two opposite ends, you know, a massive hotel chain to a really small independent, you know, northern quarter bar group. And they're, they're both consistently doing it really well. So it doesn't matter on the size of it. This goes down to hiring the right team, doesn't it? And the right staff and, and all working together in, in, a, in a synergy, doesn't it? Of, of good staff being trained well having sales toolkit and being able to sell and following up on everything to do with the booking and knowing your venues and being happy yeah. to sell them and delivering it because i've never yeah. had a corporate complaint about either of those venues and the, the other thing which i found really interesting that you were talking about is um having the 
the confidence and the discipline to say no to something. So yeah. if some if something if you feel like a uh what the corporate customer wants is not right for your venue for one reason or another, it can be I guess especially for the small um operators who may be um need the cash to, to be to be totally frank more than the, the large ones it might be harder to say no but i think in the long run it's probably better to say no than deliver something that's a little bit subpar because it's, it's not you're not quite set up for it yeah so one venue that i was talking with they did a wedding and they were just like we're never doing that again <laughs> they were like we're not set up to deliver three courses were a small venue and that you know just saying no and just yeah just realistically doing is this what we can do and can we do it really well and also being afraid not being afraid to say no with the price doesn't work i had it when i worked for gusta restaurant we're in didsbury and people go well the kandoka indian does the us at the rugby club 14 pound a head for christmas and it was a few years ago but i'm like but we can't deliver that for 14 pound a head so also not working at a loss as well because obviously business, everything we know we don't need to go into has gone up. So the venues have got to make it back, but it's also just not missing out on the sale. It's a fine balance, but if you know your venue and if you're a strong GM or owner, you know what you can deliver and and if it'll work. Or sometimes you just got to try it. <laughs> and if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Sometimes you, try it once. something looks good on paper and you'll think it'll really work and sometimes it doesn't. And sometimes you surprise yourself. But yeah sometimes i'm like i don't know why they thought they could do that because it's just really not working but you've got to be honest with yourself haven't you you know yeah you have to be really honest yeah Yeah, i had a a really amazing gm and she would like be so critical to a point but now i've got that with me like you know where i can look at it from several ways to go well if you did this tasting for that many people how many glasswares we got how many have we got in how much will it cost to order 10 gin coupes? You know, and things you're like, oh, I didn't even think about that. What if it didn't turn up on the day? What if it rained? What if this? So now I'm really like, um, we're like not uber critical, but uber focused on what could go wrong as well as what could go right. And it'd go right, well, if no one turned up, we've only lost £200 because the rest was met by Verve Clique who did the displays. You know, it's just sort of looking at what the loss and what the gain would be, worst case scenario. Superb, brilliant. We've covered loads there. Is there any sort of final tips from your list from your list that we've missed off? I just I it's for every good salesperson that I've been dealing with and they move on and um and a person really does make a venue. So one I would say for operators, really look after your key staff and your mm. good ones because I've been dealing with venues where I've booked like this massive ball in, it's been amazing, they've gone on to greater things can't find the same similar person really look after your top salespeople because they're they're not ten a penny they're really not and um if you're in a sales role yourself and you don't feel it's for you just don't do it because it's a really really stressful role it is you have to deliver the amount of figures that have been set to you by head office and third is there I think maybe back to operators again. I think there is a bit of a disconnect at the moment. I'm being really, really honest with the the quality I'm getting back in emails and from the venues and the dialogue I'm having. Is there training? I know things are tight, but has there been a dip in training? Is there something? So we need to be looking at are your staff being trained properly to deal with the sales? Because I feel like they, they genuinely don't understand you know, one venue, I was like, well, this is how much it is. And they were like, oh, but I think we've got a price up. I was like, well, you quoted me this for Christmas 2023. How can your prices have changed? <laughs> you only quoted at me a few weeks ago. So I think that, you know, is the right person in the role. Look after the right people in the role if they are. And I do think there needs to be a bigger conversation about training because 
I'm not getting the same quality of people. For every great person doing an amazing job, there's 10 really rubbish ones, <laughs> to be honest. Not to be negative, I'm just being genuinely honest where I'm just getting... Yeah, but they don't, have to be, they don't have to be rubbish, though, is what you're saying. They can do yes, training. Yes, make a I think, I think, yes, are they, are they being trained? Are they being supported in the venue? Because I don't know. I don't work in their venue. And I know how stressful and hard it is. And I know it's busy and I know it's chaotic. So I'm thinking, are they being supported in the venue? Is the GM supporting Or they are just being shouted at to bring the sales in, but they, they don't know how to? Or there's some kind of disconnect in a moment because i know it's tough out there because they've got to deliver these numbers but to, to actually run the, the venues has trebled so is there something that's do they need to go back into their teams and do a bit of a, a kind of mystery customer on the sales side do they need to do undercover boss i'm being serious do they need to start posing as customers and really getting because you're not going to see it and you know i'm seeing it as a customer and as well as what I know what it's like in the venue. So I do think there is a real disconnect. So I think some investigation needs to go on. If it's mm. training, if it's mystery customers, if it's the, the, the right people in the role, or maybe they are, but they're just disheartened mm. and they're just going in just to get the wage because they just don't enjoy it there anymore. Mm. So, yeah, that's yeah. my, I think there's a needs more, needs more to be looked training, at. Yeah. Super, yeah. brilliant. Loads of good stuff there. Thank you so much for your time. We'll leave it there. Really, really appreciate it. Uh, Great. Good luck with uh, with silly season. I'm sure you've uh, <laughs> got your hands full at the moment. Oh, my phone's non-stop. <laughs> I bet it is when I leave you to it. Thank you so much. I really Thanks. appreciate it. Thanks, Tara. Thanks.